Welcome to episode six of How About Them Huskies. I'm Connor, and I'm joined once again with Andrew, Matt, and Matt. And we got a little quick episode today, but we'll make it up for you next episode. No, we're not going to reveal anything, but just just keep, take our word for it. We're going to make it up for you guys. Today, we're just going to do a quick little recap of the Oklahoma State game. UConn won 74-64 to to move to 9-0. and And yeah, Sark, what are your thoughts? First thoughts from that game. Well, Oklahoma State, they're one of the, they're a good team. I don't think they're a bad team. They're physical. They rebounded well. They played good defense. And they really got back in the game a little bit. And that just goes to show my point about how mature this team is, is that, you know, we responded. Um, and you would like to see the starters get a little rest or something, or, you know, like the bench players, all the hype guys come in for the last couple minutes of the game. But I think fatigue from the tournament was starting to kick in, probably a little jet lag. And I think fatigue kicked in a little bit in the second half, but they did enough in the first half to just retain a lead. And then the second half wasn't great, but I liked what I saw. Uh, you just like to see a little bit better play in the second half, but Oklahoma State is most certainly not a bad team. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't that 15-point victory that we've gotten every game up to that point, but it's still a double-digit victory against a Power 5 school. So it really just shows, yeah, as you said, the maturity of this team as a whole with the depth. Andrew, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, obviously I got to highlight my guy Hawkins. I mean, he played he played decent in that tournament. You know, he played real well against UNC. And then it showed, you know, maybe he's not completely 100% yet, but he destroyed Oklahoma on all aspects of that game. He went five of nine from three, which is really just showing that, he is really just ready to play. I mean, him and Sonogo really ran the floor. The only thing I would say with Sonogo is I just wish he'd pick his head up a little more, you know, dish it out of the uh, of the paint a little more when there's four guys around you instead of trying to force it up because there's four guys on you. Somebody's open somewhere. So, but it was a good game all in all. Uh, yeah, um, I want to take a second to talk about the foul game that was played. Uh, the referees, a lot of people were not happy all over Twitter. A lot of the Oklahoma State fans were um, complaining, whining about how the referees were favoring us. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really see much favoritism. I just think we were the cleaner team. Uh, we looked to be the more composed team throughout the whole game, which I thought was great for a team of guys who haven't really played together very much. Um, they were talking about that during the broadcast, too, how uh, UConn was kind of just forced to put a bunch of pieces together and how it's all working out. Uh, I just really enjoyed the composure of the team, staying out of foul trouble uh, as the game went on and uh, frustrating Oklahoma, getting them into foul trouble, Oklahoma State. Yeah, and there's a common misconception with basketball fans this these days that is basically they think that if their team loses the free throw battle, if they shoot less free throws, the refs are showing favoritism. And that simply is not how it works. The more physical team and the more disciplined team shoots more free throws. And people just can't throw the um, free throw battle out there and say that the refs were giving one team calls. Yeah, definitely. I mean, early on, there was definitely a lot more Oklahoma State fouls, but it kind of evened out for free throws. We we took 33, they took 19, so we did take more. But it's not as large as large of a difference as the people are making it out to be. And I want to highlight the minutes for this game because I'm checking the box score here, and 
the starters played a majority of the minutes. Every starter except Newton, who had 29, played at least 30 minutes. And as a result, for the bench, you see seven minutes for Klingon, eight for Diara, nine for Aline, ten for Calcaterra. So we do have that depth, but for this game, it looked like Hurley really went with the starters more. And what else do I want to look at here? Andre Jackson. He had 11 points, seven rebounds, six assists. And he doesn't, he's not really the star of the game. Like you see that stat line and you don't, it doesn't really stick out like, oh, he had an amazing game. That's just what he does. He hustles, he gets all those plays, gets the boards, gets the assists, three steals. So if he, I feel like that was an average game for him stats wise. So if he can do that every game, I think we're in a really good spot. Yeah, I was going to say everything he does besides score. Uh, the ball is very intriguing to me. You know, I have a feeling that, you know, we could see another triple-double this year. You know, maybe, maybe one or two is, like, is what I'm thinking of. He, he gets assists in, in bunches. I, he's such a good passer. I, I remember just watching him make passes inside to Sonogo. He loves looking for Sonogo. Um, his head is always up. And as a player who likes to stick around the wing, and is still developing his jump shot that you need to you need to keep your head up and you need to be looking for your teammates. And I just think he does a fantastic job uh, just surveying the floor, looking for his teammates, looking for someone who's open instead of, you know, trying to force it himself. Yeah, and Andre led the team this game in rebounds, assists, and steals. And I'll, I'll let you know something. This probably won't be the first game where he leads the team in all three of those stat categories. And if we could just get over 10 points from him when he does that. That is amazing production. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that in the future. I think he could be a 10-point-per-game guy this year. And he had a really smooth-looking jumper. It was a step back. His follow-through looked great. So I think we're going to see a little more offensively from him, and he's still going to do all the things we're used to playmaking-wise. Yeah, for sure. I mean – it's about it's about time he hit one of those threes. He's been taking a lot of them, and that one actually looked pretty smooth. And speaking of smooth, Jordan Hawkins, I, every time every shot he takes, I feel like it's a good shot. They run a lot of sets for him to get open on the top of the key, a lot of off ball screens, and it's working. I feel like felt like every other play was going to Hawkins in that first half, especially during that big run they had. I believe it was like twenty three to three, twenty two to three to close out the half. So having a go to scoring option like that outside of your All-American, Adama Sonogo, is really, really important for this team. I mean, it's pretty clear that the offense flows better when the ball is in his hands outside of the perimeter the majority of the time. Because, I mean, last year, obviously, the ball was in R.J. Cole's hands most of the time outside of the perimeter. And the offense flowed pretty well there. You know, Hawkins didn't do much ball handling. But I think that's honestly where his game has improved the most, you know, is – Last year compared to this year, I mean, he would take the ball to the hoop, but he would lose it a lot of the time. But this year, he's smooth with the ball handling. So I think that's why really our offense flows better. He's getting in that, you know, he can slow it down, get it to the right man. And he's not really rushing anything. He doesn't have as much nerves really as he did last year. Yeah, with Hawkins, um, he brings something that, you know, not – many players that we had over the past years have been able to bring. You know, I saw I saw Book Knight do a lot of it. It's being able to shoot over defenders. Um, we have a history of, like, really small guards who need to be wide open to shoot shots. One thing I like about Hawkins is that he'll shoot it right over you and he'll make it at a consistent level, a very high level. Uh, there are a bunch of shots that I saw him take where 
you know, I'm just grateful to have him on the team because only he's hitting that shot right now. And, you know, a few of the guys that we've had over the past few years, I feel like wouldn't have, you know, RJ Cole is a great shooter, very small. Um, it was rare that we saw him, you know, just shoot it right in someone's face and nail it. Uh, Hawkins does a very good job of just pulling up off screens, coming off of action, just pulling up right away and just hitting it right over someone. So that's very valuable. Yeah, and Andrew, to your point of um... – Jordan Hawkins being a little bit better with the ball this year. He went to the line 12 times and, you know, I think he had like two threes he got fouled on, but he was being really aggressive in the lane, not losing the ball, getting fouled a lot. I think he only had two turnovers, which for the amount of time he has the ball in his hands, that's pretty impressive. And he was doing a really good job of getting downhill, um, getting to the line just because he's being aggressive and he's throwing up smart shots. Can tell how much work he's put into his game from over the summer because you know people people were wondering you know is this guy gonna be uh like is he gonna be the next big thing I mean Connor's over here comparing to Ray Allen in that game but (laughs) um I think he's really improving and I think he can easily I mean I've been looking I know it's real early but I've been looking at NBA mock draft teams are going to be interested in a guy like this who is not afraid to shoot the ball or take it you know he's at a pretty good height six foot four He's got crazy hops. I mean, he threw one down against UNC Wilmington. You know, that's always been a thing that he's had, but teams are going to like a guy like Hawkins. Yeah, definitely. A guy, you cut him a couple inches short there. I think he's 6'6". Six, six. A 6'6 guy that can shoot the ball like that and slash to the rim, I think, I think he's definitely a lottery pick potential. And I'll give one last thought here. Um, with the rotations in the first half, especially, there was a time period where we had neither true, and I'll call true point guards Newton and Diara. Neither of them were on the floor, and it was Jackson with, I believe, Calcaterra and Aline. And then shortly after that, both Newton and Diara checked in together to play with Hawkins in the backcourt. So it just shows that this team's really positionless. Because if you were to say that neither Newton nor Diara be on the floor in a big game like this for an extended period of time, I would honestly think, why would he do that? That just shows Andre Jackson, the guy, he's, he leads the team in rebounding, and he's also running point guard for a good portion of the first half. Just the depth is off the charts, the versatility, it, it's great. Jackson is just a defensive juggernaut. Um, he could guard one through five. He suffocates. He doesn't run out of energy. Is on you the entire game. He'll press you up and down the court. He'll run you crazy. And I, th- I feel like that's why Hurley is so comfortable having, you know, a bigger lineup out there. He knows he isn't sacrificing any defense. And Jackson also does a fantastic job running the ball up the court, too, which is brand new to me and uh, everyone else. So uh, I feel like he has a lot of faith in Jackson to be like the guy that goes out and runs the team offensively and defensively. All right. I think that'll just about do it for episode six. A quick episode just recapping the Oklahoma State game. And look forward for another episode on Monday. And you're not going to want to miss this one. Trust me, I think all the guys will agree it's going to be our best one yet. I would look forward to that. Yeah, thanks for watching.